0: Sound at home yet?
1: I did over the weekend for the first time. Hello, everybody. How was that? What the sound?
0: No, the fireplace. The fire. Oh, it was wonderful. Isn't there's it, just it, something it, there's magical something about, about
1: it. it. I and I have a chair really close. Yeah. I picked up a good book. Yeah, and I sat there. I think this was after the final
0: Mass on Sunday evening. That's the perfect time. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the 23 Podcast. And
1: this is podcast number 75. 75. Am I right? You are right. 75.
0: It's our 75th anniversary. So if you
1: figure out 23 minutes times 75, we've been talking for a long time.
0: That is, I can do that. And you got your little
1: calculator handy.
0: That is 1,725 minutes. And
1: divided by 60?
0: Divided by 60 is... No, that can't be right. Twenty-eight hours of the twenty-three podcasts, and of the
1: twenty-eight hours, how <laughs> that, many? How much of that did you talk, and how much did I have to? I get to listen.
0: I think if we went back and analyzed, you do the majority of the talking on this show. I just provide the shtick.
1: <laughs> Hello, everybody. Let's start all over again. Welcome. It's,
0: just, it's good to be with you. And uh, wow, what a week this has been. I personally, I feel like I'm. Ener- my energy is still down a little bit. I'm trying to catch up from all the See, excitement. my
1: energy went up. Today? Now, of course, I was tired after Thursday's Dedication Mass, yeah. but this weekend was just great for me.
0: Oh, it was wonderful. It really was. So, uh, big, big turnout for the Dedication Mass Thursday night, and for those of you that were here, I, I heard many people say um, it was a once-in-a-lifetime experience, obviously, because this church will not be dedicated again, but there was there was a palpable movement of the Holy Spirit in the room that is hard to put into words. Um, words like palpable. Yeah, but it was um, it was a beautiful evening and uh, you did a great job sitting in your chair letting the bishop do all the work. Pe- so- <laughs> Pe-
1: some people said they felt so sorry for me. Some people said, couldn't you even sit with the other priest? And I told them I was totally happy where I was. It was great. You that, looked good that, over there. That didn't bother me at all. I will tell you the the highlights for me yeah were the all those moments when the assembly and i used the word assembly instead of congregation sure. those who were assembled sure really were part of it they participated the the singing when we hit the glory glory yeah, yeah. uh it was just I, I kept thinking how many times have i ever heard a congregation or an assembly of people sing that loudly and clearly and the answer is probably never. I agree. It was good. I wanted to look look over at all the other priests and say something like, "Do you guys hear what I hear?
0: Do you hear Do what I? Hear? What I hear? It's Chris, not Christmas.
1: Christmas is coming." But uh, it was that happened several times. It happened during the litany of the saints when everybody sang very loud for Saint John the Twenty Third. Yeah, pray for us.
0: I was thinking about that too. Um, you know, I think there's something just about the acoustics in the room—the way that the sound travels up into the the clear story, the high portion of the ceiling—and unlike uh, in Ronkali Hall, we have acoustical panel on the ceiling, so a lot of that sound gets deadened in that room. But down here, it just kind of starts to echo. Well, and,
1: it, it cuts both ways. I think everybody yeah. has been happy with what we heard in terms of the spoken word in Ronkali. Yeah, here the 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 sound itself is so much more dynamic. Yeah. So it was kind of flat. We get used to it, but it was flat in the other room. Sure. And I'm, I'm okay with flat, but this is dynamic and we have to learn to h- listen uh, differently. I think I shared with you the email that came from some dear friends of mine from a previous parish. Yeah. And I didn't know they were going to come, but they were here. And the man apparently sat in the very last row. And he said th- Thursday night, he said, crystal clear. He yeah. could hear everything fine.
0: That is great. We're, you know, we're still going to keep making tweaks to the sound system as we go. It took a, uh, what's amazing down in Collie hall. It was kind of a hodgepodge system that we put together over 10 years and it worked. And it was over 10 years. I, th- uh, I think people forget what it was like when we started. Yeah. But you know, it will take some time to get it perfectly settled in. You know, I keep telling people probably about six months or so, but we keep making good progress in the right direction. And, um, You know, let's talk about opening weekend for a second. We had over 2,300 people at Mass this weekend, uh, which, to put that into perspective, last year in the fall, we averaged about, what, 1,500 people per Mass per weekend? Per per weekend,
1: probably a little bit under 1,500, 14 something.
0: So, obviously, opening weekend was full of festivity and excitement, and uh, I'm excited to do it all over again this weekend.
1: I want to share something about cars. Our parking lot parks. 30 cars. I mean, sorry. 30? 300. (laughs) Oh, good. That's better. Uh, 300 cars, which is a lot. Yeah. On Thursday night, we had 300 cars in the parking lot and 180 additional cars on the lawn south of the building.
0: That's a lot of cars in the grass. Uh,
1: The Knights of Columbus were great, helping Mm -hmm. park everybody very orderly and uh, that they could get out as they needed to. So they didn't park anybody in Sunday at the nine o'clock mass. It was virtually the same size crowd, maybe within 20, a 20 count. Yeah. The, the knights also helped park at the nine o'clock mass just to, uh, because we knew it would be big. And then they only had 40 cars on the grass.
0: That's a big difference. and,
1: And 300 in the parking lot. So, 140 fewer cars for the same number of people.
0: We're going green at St. John the 23rd.
1: Well, what's happening is we had a lot of people come individually or uh, couples without kids on Thursday night. And on Sunday, we had a lot more families.
0: Speaking of families, it was great fun on Sunday to watch the children interacting with the baptismal font, (laughs) trying to figure out what this giant bathtub is doing in the middle of the church. And
1: I saw several dads... I always have the vantage point of being in the front, looking back. Yeah. So I saw several dads uh, watching their son or daughter climb close to the baptismal font, and then they grabbed them by the back of the collar and just pulled gently pulled them back down. Sure. We don't want them to go in head first.
0: No, <laughs> or feet first. Or feet first. We don't want we don't want them to go in period, but it's going to happen eventually. Ev- yeah. we, we know it's <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> don't let it be your kid. Lord, and please don't let it be my kid.
1: Well, let me say just one last thing about the last week. Sure. It, the the massive dedication, it was once in a lifetime. It truly is. And uh, lots and lots of beautiful symbolism. The Sunday experience was more, this is our parish at worship. Mm-hmm. So Sunday, they, certainly, I mean, Thursday, everybody was worshiping. Mm-hmm. But uh, Sunday it was more like this is our parish at worship.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was um, it was fun just getting settled into the new space. It's it's a totally different room. You know my my viewpoints of the sanctuary and you are totally different. And um, it's just it's it's an adjustment. I think for, I talked to somebody uh, the other day and they said they came and they loved every second of it. Uh, but they also were thinking, wow, this is a lot of change. This is so different. It wasn't good or bad. It was just. This is different. Oh, we're, we're, we are
1: adjusting. Even a little thing you and I have not talked about yet, we've got to work out a little bit better for me to give the signal to you of when to start the opening song. Yes. Because you sit at the piano bench facing the other direction. Right. And then you had to turn and look over your shoulder.
0: Right. Maybe we could use a flare gun. You could shoot off a flare gun when you're ready to start and confetti will fall over the assembly. I,
1: I, I know one church, they had a little bell when the organist was up in the choir loft uh-huh. and he couldn't see the priest would just ring a little, little button and it would ring a bell upstairs.
0: So we could get you like the Philadelphia bell or the Liberty bell. It's not called the Philadelphia bell, the Liberty it's, bell. It's in
1: Philadelphia. It's in you're, Philadelphia. You're, you're close. <laughs> no, I was talking about it. Well, those was little like a, a, a doorbell.
0: Oh, like good. Well, let's be technological, though. We'll put in the ring, and then it'll be a video doorbell, and I can see your face <laughs> the at The ring, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh,
0: who's breaking
1: into my choir loft? Okay, all Let, right. let's go to the 29th Sunday of Ordinary Time, which is October 21st, and it's very exciting for me because it's not just the 29th Sunday of Ordinary Time. Did you know this weekend throughout
0: our diocese is also... Mission Awareness Sunday.
1: Very good. Hey. Hey,
0: I that, that really
1: was a test. It was in the bulletin. And I, had to, I had to make sure that Michael reads the bulletin.
0: I also sent the script for the announcements this morning, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah, okay.
1: So uh, the readings are really pretty profound. Uh, the gospel is one of those where you just want to tell James and John enough already.
0: Are we going to start there?
1: Let's start with the gospel.
0: All right. So Mark chapter 10.
1: Uh, it's... It's 11 verses long. We may or may not use the last part, but I think we will because it's one of those where there's the short version and the long version. Sure. Uh, Michael, I will read the good stuff and I'll let you read the, the teaching at the end. Okay. Where it starts with Jesus summoned them. Okay. But I get the story account. James and John. Remember James and John. Those were the among the first apostles Jesus called.
0: They dropped their nets and followed him.
1: Exactly. Okay. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to Jesus and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for
0: us whatever
1: we ask you. Isn't isn't that kind of pushy?
0: (laughs) Sounds like my children.
1: Dad, do what we
0: want. Yeah. Okay, well,
1: teacher, we want you to do whatever we ask you. He replied, What do you wish me to do for you? They answered, Grant that in your glory we may sit one at your right and the other at your left. Jesus said to them, you do not know what you're asking. Can you drink the cup that I drink or be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? They said, oh, we can. Sure they can. And Jesus said to them, by the way, sure they can. That's not in it. That's my my running commentary. I was
0: going to say, people, you may want to follow along with your Bible to get the actual scripture and Father's commentary as he reads it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jesus said to them, the cup that I drink, you will drink. And with the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right or at my left is not mine to give, but is for those for whom it has been prepared. That was my cue. Uh, I had told you to come in later, but did. why,
0: why did not you start right here? All right. When the ten heard this, they became indignant at James and John. Jesus summoned them and said to them, You know that those who are recognized as rulers over the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones make their authority over them felt. But it shall not be so among you. Rather, whoever wishes to be great among you will be your servant. Whoever wishes to be first among you will be the slave of all. For the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many.
1: That second part about service ties in directly with the first reading, which is from the prophet Isaiah, one of the servant, uh, suffering servant
0: parts of Isaiah. Yeah, that one starts with a doozy. The Lord was pleased to crush him in infirmity. It's a great start. Welcome to St. John the 23rd. And this is the good news. Yeah. <laughs> God loves you. But let's Come go, back again. Okay, let's
1: go back to the gospel. <laughs> All right. Okay, the last part is really a reference to that, to serve. The greatest is the one who serves.
0: But let's talk about James and John. It's pretty bold what they're asking. Yeah. I mean And the
1: other ten were upset. And you know why I think they were upset?
0: Because they didn't ask first. They didn't ask first.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love the line. Can you can you drink the drink that I drink or be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? Now we're not talking about baptism as in the sacrament of baptism in that new baptismal font in which the kids are swimming every Sunday. Right. Nor are we talking about the drink drinking of the cup.
0: So what are, what are we talking about?
1: Okay, it's a phrase. I'll drink the cup. It may, basically, it's really from uh, the, the agony in the garden. It's the same mentality. Let this cup. Let this cup pass from me. Mm-hmm. It's like drinking the cup is a way of saying, I have to ingest, I have to take in, I have to undergo this experience, and it's it's almost always uh, a form of suffering.
0: Is it another way of saying, take up your cross?
1: yeah yeah okay yeah. I was just wondering, it's along the same it, line it's a parallel to yeah it. it's and it follows where jesus had already told them you have to follow to follow me you have to take up your cross mm-hmm. so yeah it's consistent and then same thing with the baptized with which be baptized in the baptism with which i am baptized it's again it's more of a baptism of again don't think sacramental baptism so much as undergoing the process mm-hmm. uh we could call it the baptism of blood uh, did you know this past Sunday, two days ago, we're recording this on Tuesday. So two days ago, Yeah. did you know, besides our big masses in our new church, you know what else was happening? One of, uh, if I ha- could not have been, oh, I you wanted to be
0: here. But I'm actually surprised you didn't say anything about it. it was I the, wanted
1: to talk about it Sunday, but there was no way it fit. And so I just passed it.
0: We but should I, probably tell them what we're talking about.
1: What we're talking about is one of my very, 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 very favorite people. One of your heroes. One of my heroes. Archbishop Oscar Romero was canonized. Yeah, and he literally was a martyr. He was gunned down while saying mass in El Salvador, and he was in a little chapel at next to the hospital having mass for some of the nuns. I have been in that chapel, and I con- celebrated mass with some other priests. Yeah, and as I'm saying mass, and we come to the part of the Eucharistic prayer where the, the presider held up the cup and said, this is my blood poured out for you. I realized I was standing on the exact same spot
0: hmm.
1: where Romero was shot while saying mass and the blood was on the floor beneath my feet. Now they have long since cleaned it. Right.
0: That's sobering though.
1: It's very sobering. It, I mean, obviously we believe Jesus shed his blood for us, but followers of Jesus shed their blood too. right? So th- that's the baptism we're talking about, the baptism of where you, you you will suffer
0: for what you believe. There was a whole group of people that were canonized on Sunday, including Pope Paul VI, I believe. Those are the two I'm aware of. Were there others? I believe there were I'd have to look up the whole Don't list. you
1: just love that they canonize this big one and this big one and all those other companions?
0: Companions on the journey. Also, 14 years ago today on October 16th, uh, I read today that John Paul II was elected pope. Not fourteen. No, that's impossible. That's he was elected pope. It, maybe it was forty in, years ago in seventy-eight. So it would have been forty years ago. Forty years ago, I knew it had a four in it. Fourteen <laughs> years ago. Oh my gosh, yeah. I need to quit. While what, what were you doing in seventy-eight? I was negative seven. Yet. You know this happens all the time.
1: <laughs> I how I'm many times? Ta- how many times in the last? thirteen years I've asked you what were you doing?
0: I wasn't around. I was a negative number. But yeah. I am really most,
1: most of my life you were not around.
0: I, I'm sorry. I You're trying to
1: catch up real fast. I came
0: when I could. I you know, God had his timing. Yeah. In nineteen eighty five was it. That was a very good year. I can hear the people rolling their eyes that are listening now that they know I was born in nineteen eighty five. Anyway, so back to the gospel, which is even older than you, which that's probably that, makes that's you feel better. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So okay so we really have two stories they're connected. The first one is the this whole thing about glory and power and Jesus turns it around and says uh there's going to be suffering. You have to undertake what discipleship will require. Mm-hmm. The old the old phrase the cost of discipleship.
0: In some ways it's very what James and John are are setting up here is the exact opposite of really what our our mentality should be is that You know what we do: our thoughts, our words, our actions, our our placement, for lack of a better. But at the
1: same time, it's almost human nature, and it's kind of good that it goes back to New Testament days, first century. Yeah, that it's always like, well, what what am I going to get
0: out of it? Right. Well, just even, you know, we were joking about where you were sitting for the dedication mass. Well, why weren't you closer to where the bishop was? But you were very happy where you were. I was very happy. Yeah. You know, and people have said the same to me in the new church. Well, why aren't you guys up front? I really miss being able to watch you. And what I usually say is, well, it's not about us. It's about what's happening in the sanctuary and that we're all pointing to Jesus.
1: That's correct. Now, you do have to be able to lead people. Totally. You have to be able to... Uh, be part of the community. And, and the musicians are supposed to be uh, somehow contiguous with the rest of the assembly.
0: Yeah. And I actually really feel that. And even I have not, I noticed this weekend, I feel like my vantage point just being a little bit higher helps me to see and I feel like I can engage better with the assembly as a whole.
1: In case people out there have not noticed, Michael is on a, like a little stage. It's two steps up. Two. Two. Oh, here we go. The, the altar... Is raised as well, but it is three steps up. Because it's for Jesus, as and, it should be. And the tabernacle
0: is one additional step above that. Have you gone into the church to pray yet, just kind of yeah. quietly?
1: Not only have I done that, but I've seen other people do, doing it recently. Uh, the last couple of days, I've, I've seen people just stop in,
0: yeah,
1: find a place to sit down and pray.
0: Mm-hmm. I found once... Uh, the sanctuary lamp, the permanent sanctuary lamp was lit when we lit Which that. Which was after the dedication mass. Thursday night, it just felt like it all came together. Like this is the temple of the Lord. This is yeah. the place where, and, and, you know, illuminating that tower and leaving leaving the first time Thursday night with the tower illuminated in the darkness was cool. By
1: the way, did you get any feedback? Did you get any feedback at all about the shades arising just as we put the, the Eucharist in the tabernacle and lit the lamp yeah the the blinds on the west side west side of the
0: building were raised yes. right at that moment. People and really appreciated that the symbolism of I it. was
1: surprised how much it touched me. Uh, it's sort of like everything we say the Eucharist is here, but with the shades drawn, the Eucharist is for the world yeah and that's a direct quotation from Pope John Paul II. It, he even says the world is the, alt, the altar for the Eucharist.
0: Mm. Was that in the book? That was in the...
1: That's in our commemorative book. It's a I quote I... that I took out of his uh, encyclical of about 15 years ago.
0: I knew I read that somewhere. All right, we only have a couple minutes left. so with... the, second, the second part of the
1: gospel, the last part which Michael read, is where, it, it again, it goes back to the idea that we have to be of service. So there will be suffering and service. It's not either or, Mm -hmm. but it is definitely not about glory. And so Jesus, in a sense, takes the, the incident with James and John and uses it as a foil for his teaching. And that's a very common theme in the scriptures. Some something happens and Jesus works his way through it and then it turns into a teaching. For everybody else, like okay, now this is the lesson I want you to take from
0: this. <laughs> this is why these guys were being dumb, and this is why you should not be like them. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, of course.
1: Now, whoever paraphrases scripture, <laughs>
0: <laughs> no one ever. Uh, anything in the second reading that you want to? The second touch reading,
1: on? we're continuing from the the letter the Hebrews, and it doesn't. I'm not going to say it doesn't say a whole lot. In fact, it says quite the opposite. It's powerful, very short. There is a line there that's negative, which I will read. It says, for we do not have a high priest. That's namely Jesus. We we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. I would like to make it positive. For we have a high priest who is able to sympathize with our weaknesses. Mm. But if you think about it, the, the anonymous uh, writer of the letter to the Hebrews is yeah. saying, Okay, you you people know what a high priest is, and our high priest is really from us, among
0: us, and knows what our weaknesses are all about. Another 23 minutes has come and gone. So how many how many hours now? I can't believe we've done 28 hours of podcasts. I mean, no place I'd rather be. I'll spend it with okay,
1: you. Okay, yeah. I can't wait for another 23 minutes next week.
0: Take care, everybody. Bye.